Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Monday the 21st of November and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this podcast remember general advice only. All right, well, let's go to the scores on the doors. First off, the Dow Jones closing up nearly 200 points or 0.59% to 33,746. It had a high of 282 positive and a low of minus six. NASDAQ, though, was pretty much unchanged up a whole point to 11,146. And the S&P 500 was up 21 points or 0.54% to 39.68. VIX volatility index was down 4.1% to 23.1. ASX futures though up 24 on Friday, 0.33 of a percent. So in theory, we are looking at a slightly firmer opening for the market, but it certainly didn't seem to be a particularly strong day in the US. The Nasdaq failing to kick into gear and uh, Thanksgiving, of course, this week, a lot of people on holiday in the US Volumes also around 20% below the 30-day average, and that was despite a big $2.1 billion options expiry. In economic news coming out of the U.S., we had the conference board leading economic index for the U.S. decrease by 0.8% in October 2022 to 114.9%. Uh, the LEI is now down 3.2% over the six months between April and October. So that's a reversal from the growth. So certainly that leading economic index looks as if it's pointing to a slowing U.S. economy in those sorts of terms. In the stocks in the U.S., let's run through a few of those stocks moving and shaking. We had Apple up 0.4%, Meta up 0.5%, Google down 1%, Microsoft down 0.2%, Amazon down 0.8%, Tesla down 1.6%, Netflix Crown well and truly slipping there, down 2.5%. U.S. banks, slightly higher. J.P. Morgan was up 1%. Citigroup up 0.9%. Goldman's pretty much unchanged. Bank of America unchanged. Wells Fargo up 1.1%. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 3.2%. General Motors was up 2.9%. That was one of the few good stocks in the U.S. But uh, certainly a positive night in the U.S., a positive day potentially in store for us here 24 points to the good as far as uh, the european markets go a little bit of positivity there stock 600 was up 1.1 percent FTSE up 0.5 germany up 1.1 france up one percent spain unchanged and we saw in the u.s uh, bond market 10-year yields pretty much unchanged there 3.829 two years still elevated still that yield curve inverted Uh, We have two years at 4.5% and we have the Aussie at 3.638. The Aussie dollar at 66.6. So the number of the devil there. Uh, We are seeing a little bit of weakness in the Aussie and a little bit of strength in the US dollar. Again, up 0.22% in the US dollar. Goldman Sachs says the conditions for the true peak in the US dollar still look likely to be a couple of quarters away. But it does hold fast to its soft landing and narrative. They say our central case is one in which the U.S. economy sees a slow 
but gradual cooling in inflation through 2023 while avoiding a recession. All right, in uh, other news from the US, uh, Trump has snubbed Twitter, said he's happy where he is and he'll continue to use his own social media platform. And Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes was sentenced to 11 and a half years in jail on Friday. In commodities on Friday night, we saw oil continuing to slide. That's 10% down. would be nice to see it at the pump as well here in Australia. But Brent crude fell $2.05, 87.62. This is good for inflation. And that was 2.3% down. WTI was down 2%, sixty-two, dollars $80 pretty much on the knocker. Gold also slipping back 0.6%, $10.90. Copper down 07 A little bit of stability creeping in for nickel after the wild gyrations and increased LME margins required. Uh, nickel on the LME was up 0.8%. Aluminium up 1.4%. Zinc up 1.2%. Lead up 09 And tonne up 0.7. Iron ore slipped slightly on Friday, down 0.2 of a percent there. In overseas mining stocks, we had BHP and ADRs up 0.24, Rio up 0.4, Freeport McMoran pretty much unchanged, Alcoa unchanged, Tech up 0.4, Anglo American down, uh, up 0.6, Glencore down 1.2, Vale down 1.7, Arbor in the lithium space down 0.2. I have to say, Given those uninspiring moves there in commodity stocks overseas, it's not like we're going to get too much inspiration here today in the local market in terms of uh, direction. And we may have to rely on our own uh, order flow to drive our markets. It is Thanksgiving this week. The US will be a little quieter, uh, to say the least, uh, going forward. So um, just looking at uh, stocks that went through a big line of PEXA Group, 3.7 million PEXA Group went through the market at $14.18. Looks like after hours uh, trade on Friday, that big line of PEXA. As far as local news goes today, we have got the New Zealand October credit card spending numbers, which will be very well uh I guess, uh, a highlight of the economic calendar today. The Economist will be pouring over that one. Katie Gallagher has been doing the morning round. She's the uh, Labour Minister uh, in charge of the buy now, pay later sector. And Albanese's government is looking at options to regulate that sector by subjecting products to the same oversight as credit cards. In terms of broker moves this morning, Nanosonics has been downgraded to a hold from buy at Canaccord Genuity, AGL, upgraded to a buy from neutral at UBS. Helios is set to sell their day hospital business to QIC for more than 140 million bucks. Altium has initiated neutral at Goldman Sachs. NIB Holdings upgraded to neutral from underweight at JP Morgan. H, uh, NIB NHF being the stock code there. So some customers are switching from Medibank. We have seen another uh, deluge of data from the Medibank hack uh, hitting the dark web, if you can find it, over the weekend. So uh, that is obviously a slight negative for Medibank Public. Uh, Lavisa Holdings upgraded to a buy from neutral at UBS. And AMA, the big smash repairs business, has brought in Deloitte to help restore its business. AMA said it appointed Deloitte to help the operation. It said information might be shared with its lenders. 
In news out this morning, not much on the card as yet. We did see that late announcement from Link Group on Friday night, which is why they had the line of 3.79 million shares going through the market, worth around $51 million in PXA, which is PEXA Group. They announced the sale of 10% of its shareholding in PEXA and the proposed in-specie distribution of Link Group's remaining PEXA shareholders to Link Group shareholders there. So that's some big news there for Link Group shareholders. In an announcement this morning, Red5 has announced that its King of the Hills Gold project is on track for commercial production in the December 2022 quarter. The processing plant has performed well, processing a consistently harder oil ore feed blend. So some positive news there for Red5. The other big news today, apart from the PEXA deal from Link, is that QBE have come out with a performance update. Growth in gross written premiums remains strong in third quarter 22, up 6% on the prior corresponding period, or 13% in constant currency. In the year to September, gross written premium growth was 12% on the price prior period, and uh, that looks like a little bit of a stronger update there from QBE. They're talking about catastrophes. Elevated catastrophe activity has continued through the second half with 2022 global catastrophe cost of the insurance industry likely to again exceed, it's a big number this, $100 billion US to October. The net cost of catastrophe claims in the second half is tracking at 430 with the next net cost of catastrophe claims tracking at 880 for the year, 880 million. Uh, the catastrophe allowance uh, is 180. Alongside experience to date, QBE is now assuming net catastrophe costs of 1.06 billion, which is inclusive of the 75 million charge for exposure to Russia and Ukraine. But it does exceed the catastrophe allowance of 962 million dollars. Question of the day today. Should buy now, pay later be regulated? It looks like the Labour government is on the cusp of regulating buy now, pay later. Will that just entrench the big players who have probably moved already in some respects to uh, become more uh, au fait with their customers? But should buy now, pay later be regulated or is it not that big a deal? Well, that's it from me today. Love to hear your thoughts and ideas from that on Facebook and, of course, Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.